Ooh, hello. Happy Halloween. Okay, that was lame. I, I was trying to be like, ooh, it's Halloween. Okay, I recorded this on Sunday on Halloween, but like, happy Halloween or, um, uh, I don't know, let's just get into it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Scarlett Ford. Hi. Um, if you don't know me, I'm a second year fine art student. If you do know me. Hello. Um, so yeah, today's podcast is going to be a bit briefer just because I have lots of uni work and stuff going on, but I'm super excited to still record and um, yeah, do this. So um, we'll be talking about the future of the podcast. I'll be sharing my plans. Um, very exciting. Uh, also art exhibition so i just did one in wellington i've got one in new york city coming up um (laughs) it'll be the week um that this episode is released um (laughs) and um i'll also be talking about art school just like how it's been the past few weeks um also some books i'm going to be reading i'm super excited about and like i'll recommend them to you guys and also um this week we have like our first review point and it's like a group crit where people come to the studio and then you kind of talk through your work for five minutes so I'm just gonna be talking through my preparations for that and (laughs) yeah how that's going I'm actually super like stoked I'm so excited to like just talk about my art because like I basically do that with my podcast here but instead of just talking to like a mic by myself in my bedroom I'll be talking to a bunch of people who can then question and answer me no give me a cue and yeah, give me a Q&A. I will, do, I will conduct a Q&A. There we go. Um, yeah, and I might also just kind of briefly say how my bursary's been going. Had some very exciting developments on that. Why am I whispering? That sounds weird. Anyway, um, ah, let's get into it. Okay, hi everyone. So um, just before we start, I've just made myself lunch. Um, I just ate it. It was beans on toast. It was absolutely delightful. I know I have listeners from abroad. So beans on toast is like a staple english meal so like if you haven't had beans on toast before just like oh my god i feel so sorry for you but yeah i had beans on toast and i put the beans on the toast and that like toast go a bit soft and it was just i made it myself i'm very proud um and then i had a bit of like a dance session to some hip-hop eminem i love eminem um anywho um <laughs> so, so sorry yeah um we're back now though and let's talk about art and all that jazz so the podcast what's happening to the future of the podcast i'm having guests oh my god yeah um I've been thinking about this for literal months, like ever since like I started the podcast, I've had one or two people say, oh, I want to be a guest and stuff, but I just wanted to like, let me, let me, let me learn how to speak. No, I just wanted to develop my voice and kind of get used to doing this before I kind of added other people. I didn't want the podcast to kind of become saturated, if that makes sense, like just all these different voices without me having my own so yes, I'll be having guests. Um, as of now, the plan is to have it every three episodes. So we have me speak, me speak, interview, and you know, episode with just me, episode with just me, interview, episode with just me, episode with just me, interview. <laughs> That's like the idea we have in the works for now. And it'll still be every two weeks because I'm a busy bee and I can't do this weekly. <laughs> um, yeah, so... That's the plan. I've already had some artists contact me, but I don't just want artists. Um, for example, the first guest is actually one of my best friends who like is really international, really creative. And so we're going to be talking kind of about how, you know, she's like speaks so many languages and like lived in so many cool places. I'm like, how does that affect your creativity and just all that sort of cool stuff? Um, but yeah, I want to speak to people who work in galleries. I want to speak to um, art students, artists, 
people, curators, I don't even know. Just like if you're involved in the arts or creativity in some way, maybe you're an art teacher. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe you're an art therapist. I have no clue. Um, I want to talk to you. Um, the episodes should be around 40 minutes, I'd say, just because it is two people talking. So we'll be on the longer side because usually my episodes are either like 20 at the shortest to 40, usually at the maximum. But before I've had ones nearly an hour and like, I don't have the brain capacity to edit for that long. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, that's what we'll be doing. I'll be using Squadcast. I spoke to um, some other like podcast people like Laura Medley about like what should I use? And um, we both thought Squadcast was quite cool. Um, also, I get a discount code because I use Buzzsprout, which is like a distribution service to distribute my podcast. I have to pay for it. The reason why I use Buzzsprout is because I get very good audio editing. Like they... I edit my audio on LumaFusion, but then when I put it into Buzzsprout and they distribute it, they do something called magic mastering, which balances out all the volume. So the volume is like perfect. And I'm like, the anchor never did that for me and I could not be bothered to do it myself. So Buzzsprout did it for me, which is great. But anywho, because I pay for Buzzsprout, I get discount codes for various things like Canva, which I haven't had to use, um, but Squadcast, I do get discount codes, so yes. Also, um, they do really high quality audio. And for me, my podcast, like the most important thing is the audio. Like I don't care about video recording. Like I'm not paying to record the video. Um, but yeah, audio is so important. And I, I've used things like Zancaster before and you know, I know Zoom you can do it, but Squadcast, what I like about it is that it records a backup file, which I'm too paranoid and anxious to not believe that like the apocalypse will happen and that all my audio will delete. And I would have, you know, imagine I get a slot, like an interview with this really like in-demand artist. I talk to them, it's great. And then I look at my computer and my computer's gone. Computer says no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Computer says no. And I'm, I'm going to be like dying inside. So um, yeah, it records backup files, which for me is like, ah. Oh the Midas touch it's like exactly what I want so um, yes I'll be doing that um, and basically the whole point of the podcast is to kind of give myself a platform um, I feel like the art world is very elitist and there's lots of like institutions that don't really want to help you um, and it feels like quite a closed door like so many opportunities you see they're closed doors some people have opened doors for me but quite often I feel like I need to like kick the door down so um, I'm making my own door um, does that make sense <laughs> Does that make sense? Not literally. We're talking metaphorically here. Um, so like, I'm making my own opportunities. I'm making my own podcast. I have some other plans coming up. Ooh. Um, yeah. Anywho. <laughs> so yeah, um, guests should be coming on. And it'll be good for me to have interview experience. I've interviewed before. Um, I interviewed someone from the Students' Union for... I work for the uni's radio station. Um, so yeah, um, I interviewed someone there. And I'm going to get training with them soon. So basically my goal is by the end this year I would have had a few interviews under my belt um for you know my podcast um I would have had training hopefully for the Howl radio and would have maybe done some interviews for them and so yeah just getting used to kind of talking to people on podcasts because it's it's a lot different just me talking than trying to control a conversation I don't mean control it but like you know when some people go off on tangents and you're like let's bring it back Anywho, um, but anyway, I'm in charge of editing. So if anyone, I don't know, take, like, goes on a massive tangent, I can just cut it out. Anywho, um, let's go into the next section. <laughs> Exhibition time. So I exhibited recently at the Wellington Methodist Church. It was cool. Um, I feel like my art didn't really fit in in terms of, like, 
I think my art's a little bit more avant-garde maybe, but um, it was cool to get that experience and to get the experience of just like I I don't exhibit in England that often most of my exhibitions are like abroad at the moment and like the opportunities I've found which is cool but obviously you want to kind of it's easier doing it at home than like shipping work abroad and stuff um yeah so that was cool um I had to get the work framed Jesus Christ framing is so expensive I don't really like framing like I think some art suits frames but some art I really don't think it does yeah, yeah, there's some artworks I'm thinking of now, especially like some abstract ones. I'm like, if they were framed, it just looked awful. Um, but yeah, it had to be framed for this exhibition. Um, I, to be honest, I would prefer them unframed purely from a monetary standpoint, but also from an aesthetic one. Um, yeah, but it's cool. They're framed, whatever. I can hang them on my wall because I presume they didn't sell. <laughs> so yes, I'm not too bothered about selling at this precise moment. Um, I live at home, you know, I'm not spending loads yet. And to be honest, I've kind of decided like, recently like I don't want art to be my main source of income like not art but I mean my art like I want to work either in a gallery or in some you know in some area of the art world where I can do my practice um in time my schedule and it can actually be about something meaningful you know it it, it doesn't have to be monetary does that make sense like I I just the idea of my art being the only source of my income it makes me miserable so <laughs> yeah that's something I've kind of realized recently like that's not why I want. And it's just taken a massive weight off my chest knowing that I don't have to worry about money while making art because I know in the future I'm going to have a job where I'll work and then I can make art that I actually care about instead of making art where people like, like before I've made art, people are like, no one would want to buy that. And I'm like, I don't want to think of whether or not people will buy it when I'm making it because that kind of takes all the joy out of it. Um, I think the second you start thinking like that, it's the second creativity dies and you just become, you know, a servant to the monolithic institution you know what i'm saying like i just don't uh, it's meant to make me feel free and not make me feel trapped anywho um so yeah and then this week i have an exhibition in new york city oh my god so it's with the same creator in toast coffee house port jefferson long islands um i haven't actually spoke about it much online like i've showed a little behind the scenes and stuff but i've been very subtle because I get so anxious about the artwork getting lost at sea or like just like dying or like breaking or like I'm like I'm really tense at the moment I'm scared what if it like gets destroyed like so I've, I've been a bit nervous so um that's why I'm only like just saying it now um yeah but it should be fine hopefully I've wrapped up in bubble wrap and like I've I've, I've been very careful with it um but yeah, it's for a small work show. Um, the artwork is called Inspired by My Friend's Photograph. It is a acrylic and oil painting, impasto painting. or oh, adds lots of texture, um, which is difficult when you want it to dry quickly. <laughs> Such an idiot. Um, anywho, um, and it's, it's a small work because it's a small work show, so it's on canvas. Um, I really don't like working on canvas that much. So I'm going to start working on cardboard soon. I've got loads of cardboard at uni, um, so I'm going to start painting on that. And I think that's going to be absolute fire. Um, anyway, so the image, because I was thinking for ages, I knew I had this show coming up, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I do not know what to draw or, like, you know, make work of. I know I want to do an oil painting, like an acrylic background, background, an oil painting, but I had zero clue. I was like, I know I want to, I know I want it to be, like, nature, or like, water reflections or whatever. And then one of my friends, um, Emily Edwards, in her studio, art school, our studios near each other, um, I saw this, like, photo. I was like, that's it. That That's it. That's what I'm doing. There. Done. And sometimes I find in, like, creativity or whatever you get those like gut instinct decisions it's like um 
for example, the name of this podcast, I came up with the name of this podcast at like maybe 1am, I was in bed and then Feel Free Creatively came in my head. I sat up and went, there we go, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Or um, the first time I saw um, Twilight Dreamer by John Rattenbury, when um, the dealer showed it me, I was like, that's it. That, like, it's just like tunnel vision. And for me, that photo, I was like, that's it. <laughs> there is nothing else to compare. Like, that's what I'm doing. Um, it's really cool, though. It's like lily pads on water. And then she's like, I think she's edited it to make the colors look more vibrant. And so then I've interpreted it. I've done like... um kind of an impressionist style very impasto oil painting um but I've also looked a lot color theory and tried to kind of accentuate the color and I've really tried to make the lily pads shine like glow in the dark almost so like when I painted it I would turn off the light sometimes stand back and just see if the lily pads would like glow in the dark kind of and they did like they they look kind of effervescent and that's what I wanted so um yay um yeah I really like the painting none of my family like it but I like it um and my friends like it so that's fine um anywho um yeah so it should be that um in a few days time oh the she was so happy Emily was oh I'll put her Instagram account down below so I post my art here yeah I think that's it It, it'll be in the description so um check that out um check that out why don't you um yeah but I kind of like this idea of paying homage to like the inspirations of your art I think so many people want to be like yeah so this idea just like came out of this like pure vision I have and like I just kind of like I I separated myself from the world and I took myself away and you know it just happened like I'm I'm just unique I'm I'm just different and like no like the best artists steal you know what I mean they like take inspiration from like history and music and like all different stuff and like you know they steal they're inspired by other people and I think it's just kind of neat to kind of make that part of the work the fact that the title references the fact that it's someone else's photograph that I've painted and I love drawing or painting or making art from images my friends have taken or my family, or I've taken. But I think there's a special magic in making art out of images other people have taken because it gets them involved. They get this excitement, like, oh my God, this image I just took on my phone, like, brief, like, you know, without a thought. Because, you know, photography now is so, like, accessible. Like, you can just take a photo and be like, oh yeah, I took a photo, whatever. Um, that can be turned into an artwork that can then go into, you know, New York City. Or, like, it's just crazy, like, how life can happen and so for example right now I'm drawing lots of images of South Africa on my laundry bag um, if you don't know about the laundry bag listen to the past two episodes I mentioned it there um, but basically I'm drawing on a laundry bag um, it's kind of commenting on you know um, the idea of something low a laundry bag being elevated to the level of high art um, conceptually I, I didn't think of that at first I was just drawing and then I thought wait there might actually be some conceptually interesting stuff going on here um, anywho, but yeah, I'm drawing these images and um, I love the drawings I'm doing. It's like bio, it's really, really cool. Um, <laughs> if I mess this on myself, but I feel kind of dead inside drawing images from Google. I just hate finding reference photos on Google. I don't know what it is. It just, there's this like, I can feel it in my heart right now, like this pain, like this. I don't think, I'm not having a half stack, but I just, it's like uh, sadness kind of, just because I, I want to feel connected to the image and. I'd never feel that if it's just from Google, like ever. Like I just love making work from images friends have taken or like family and images I've taken are good, but it's more impactful when you get someone else involved in the art. I think it adds a bit of a socially engaged element maybe. I know they're not technically making the art, but if they didn't take the photo, the art wouldn't be here. Um, 
yeah. So that's New York. Um, I got an exhibition coming up in Chicago. Whoa. You know what I'm going to celebrate? <laughs> I was thinking, how can I take a photo on my Instagram? That'll be funny. Um, <laughs> as you do. And um, I thought, I'm going to buy a Chicago town pizza. <laughs> And have like a photo with the pizza and like have photos with like the sanotypes and stuff. Um, yeah, so that I'm just doing. Um, I'll submit that mid this week. I'm just hella busy this week, um, as you will see in the next section. Um, oh, yeah. And then with art exhibitions, I have some plans. I want to create my own exhibition. <laughs> um, maybe exhibition with other female identifying artists. Um I don't know. I've been doing tons of research. There's books I want to buy and creating. There's two books um, I'm currently looking at. I'll put them in the description. I'm going to buy them on my iPads. And basically, I do not want to create... I do not want to create my own show until I have a good knowledge of theory behind creating. I know quite a lot about the White Cube and Boris Groys and kind of the idea of decontextualization of artwork and the idea of the art dying um, physically and metaphysically um, that probably didn't make any sense, but basically the idea of where an artwork's made is really important, kind of. And when you put it in the white cube, the connotations of that, that really fascinates me at least. <laughs> um, anywho, I found a cheeky PDF, a 90-page document all about it. And I'm like, so excited to read it. I've read some of it already. Whew, oh, my days. Um, anywho, um, <laughs> I don't have a life. It's Halloween and I'm here like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to read about the white cube and like the decontextualization of artworks and that but um yeah I'm really excited about that and um there's two books like one's about like the ethics of creating and another one um it's like curating as an art form so it's like how artists can create so I'm gonna read that on my iPads um yeah so oh it's exciting hi um I'm back. So art school, what's happened the past few weeks? I have my first deadline. Um, so tomorrow I will be, I'm speaking as though it's Monday now because you guys will hear this on Monday. But basically this Tuesday, I will be doing my first site review point. So basically it's a group crit where um, people walk, there's two groups, the class being split into two groups and then people will walk around and kind of you just stand and talk about your art for five minutes and explain kind of all the work you've done so far this semester, the theory behind it, research, um, images, inspiration, um, what you're looking to do you know, in the future, things like that. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm going to make like a brief little kind of PowerPoint just to have on my iPad just to flick through while I'm talking to give me some structure instead of me just being like, I'm going to trust my brain. But no scripts, but the PowerPoint will just be like, it's for me like a indication of okay I say this next this next but to be honest it's kind of like what I do in my podcast I just talk like my podcast I have I don't write notes I write like I've got like five bullet points for this whole episode and one of them is happy Halloween (laughs) you know what I mean and one of them is thanks bye so um yeah um so like I'm not I'm not nervous I'm really excited about the pressure actually and kind of um the pressure to perform um yeah because people will be watching and then in the afternoon we kind of I, I think it's like a um peer review almost um there's like a questionnaire we need to fill out and stuff um but anyway so for that um 
I'm gonna make sure I've got everything I need in there. I'm gonna do a PowerPoint. Um, I'm gonna talk about my podcast because my podcast is part of my practice and it's kind of, it's this ideology that art is more than the artifact and it's actually like the conversations around art are really important and I do see this podcast as part of my practice. So I'll briefly go into that. I'll be like, oh yeah, so I have a podcast too and um, we've had listens in nearly every single continent but Oceania. Come on, you Australians, come to me. I can't do Australian accent, I'm sorry. We gobba. You want a Barbie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was weird. Anyway, um, yes. So we'll be doing that. I'll be talking about my women art history projects. Um, I've also there's a book I bought today, and it's basically. Oh my god, I'm so excited! It's about the philosophy of the color blue. Oh my god, it sounds so interesting. And I know you might be thinking you're being sarcastic. I am not. I've had loads of people this year, because um, there's been more people in the studio and stuff, they've noticed the color blue comes up in my practice a lot. All my standard types are blue, all my bio drawings are blue, I wear a lot of blue, and so they just kind of notice this, and whenever they, they see the color blue, they kind of associate it with my practice, which I thought quite, was quite interesting. Um, so I was like, right, I want to get some theory behind this. I don't want to just be like, I like the color blue because it's nice. Um, I do like the color blue, although I hate light blue, like the Man City color blue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yes. So I wanted to get some theory behind it. And we have this kind of like Bible. It's not a Bible, but it's basically like tons of pages worth of books that are like split into different categories. So you've got things like Deleuze portraiture, um, feminist theory, queer theory, like all different, it's really cool. Um, one of our lecturers showed it us in a seminar and I was like, yes. Um, and one of those books was about the philosophy of the color blue. Um, I'll put the link in the description. I'll put like the information to the book in the description. I don't remember the name of the book cause I'm thick, but um, it'd be in the description. Um, yeah, also I bought The Second Sex by Simone de Beauvoir to read because um, basically we're having to do something called an artist library. I might have mentioned this last time, but basically in the talk on Tuesday, I'm going to have to speak about what book I'm talking about in the artist library. I'm, I'm, I've got a few different options. I've got The Second Sex by Simone de Beauvoir. I've got Linton Oshlin's Why Have There Been No Great Female Artists? The only issue with that text, I find it really hard to understand. Like, I don't know why. It's just something about it. I don't know. I've tried to watch videos on it and stuff, but I think I need to like grab a lecture and just sit down with them like, hey, please explain this to me so I don't feel thick. Um, yeah, um, and then the other one, um, which is the text I'm most well acquainted with is uh, Laura Mulvey's Male Gaze Theory. Um, it's like Male Gaze Theory within narrative cinema, something like that. Visual pleasures in narrative cinema. I read it like last year. Oh my God, it changed my life. I absolutely love it. It talks about things like scopophilia and kind of um, the deconstruction of the female body for the pleasure of the male, which for me is quite interesting. Sorry, my neighbors are leaving. I was like, who is that outside my house? It's my neighbors. Um, Not a serial killer, hopefully. Well, maybe they could be. No, no, they're not serial killers. Anywho. Um, yeah, so that's coming up. We had a group kit last week. It actually went so well. Um, I didn't really know we had one. So I came to art school. It was a little bit late. And I was like, everyone's not here. I was like, well, we must have a group kit. So I just walked to my studio, grabbed my Anna Mendieta cyanotype, put it in my pocket, walk in. I'm like, oh, hello. Um, I sit in the middle of the room. And it was like, yeah, anyone that sits there is going to get picked on a lot. I like talking, though. So, like, sod it. Like, <laughs> I, I bloody love talking. Um, I don't talk all the time in group crits, but I like to just give my opinion. Um, 
don't know because it's interesting. <laughs> because my opinion is interesting. No, because it's like cool to talk. Anyway, and I put my cyanotype up, and basically in group crits, you put the work up and you can't say anything. And it spoke for itself. Oh my god, it spoke for itself. Someone said it looked like a found image, and that's kind of conceptually what the whole project's about, kind of finding these stories and learning about them. And they said that the gaze of Anna Mandietta was so piercing and powerful, and they said the size was really good for the work because it made people want to come near it just to see closer. And, ah, oh, it was one of those few moments in art where it actually, like, turns out all right and it works and you're like oh my god <laughs> it worked oh my days um yeah so that's good um yeah so that's kind of what's going on with art school at the moment um as i said i'm gonna be painting on cardboards which is pretty cool um yeah so that was a group crit um yeah and then at the end of the year we got well at the end of like this term we've got this like presentation where we've got to do like one minute presentation with like around six to ten slides on so imagine it's like an instagram story just images um which can be it's exciting it'll, it'll be difficult to put together but I'm, I'm excited for it but anyway let's move on thank you everyone so much for listening i hope you have a happy halloween um oh yeah i've got to say also i had a meeting with um the creator for my bursary i got some exciting things coming up um i also went to a meeting about the british art show it's coming to my university and let's just say i pitched an idea and it seems to have gone down well hopefully we can organize some stuff around that um stay tuned um yeah and i'm going to be volunteering to invigilate um in the gallery because basically the seventh floor is turning into a gallery so one day a week i'll be able to invigilate in the gallery and get that work experience which for me is like oh my god and it's so nice i get to do it somewhere i'm comfortable like i know the art school building i know the seventh floor i know the people that work in the art school it's so, that's just so much nicer and then if i do ever want to get work experience at other galleries i can say oh yeah um i worked at the british art show so just saying uh, anywho, um, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your Halloween. Um, we're going to tonight, um, well, this is, you're listening to this on Monday, but yesterday, well, basically today on Sunday on Halloween, um, we're having a bit of a party. My sister and her fiance are coming. Um, guess what I'm going as? Okay, no one else is dressing up, but they're boring, and I am. I'm going as Jim Halbert from The Office. <laughs> I, I came up with it today. I was just like, you know what? I can do that. So I've got a suit from school I wore in sick form. I'm gonna borrow one of my dad's blue shirts, a blue tie. I'm gonna tie my hair up in like a bun so I look more masculine because I don't think this long hair is really doing it for me. I'm gonna like color in my eyebrows, maybe put a little bit of mascara on just so that my eyelashes look darker. Then I'm gonna like print off like a Dunder Mifflin badge. <laughs> I was gonna be Dwight, but I don't have the glasses. I'm like the glasses are kind of iconic, and I don't have a yellow shirt. And I doubt my dad will have a yellow shirt like Dwight. But um, anyway, that's my Halloween. Um, so, oh yeah, and also on Halloween I'm editing this and getting all that sorted, and I'm preparing for my group crit and my debate I have coming up tomorrow. So pretty much I'm working all day, and then I'll celebrate later. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Um. I don't know. You do you. I've got no idea. Um, yeah, I had a really cool electron um, portraiture too, which was awesome. Um, and I understood what we were talking about, which is even better. Um, anyway, stay cool, stay well, and stay awesome! <laughs>